officially. Officially, it is the holiday season, so Merry Christmas. My name is Mike. This is the FBTV Podcast. If you found us, well, you probably found our podcast. Well, you either found it from the FBTV website, FreightBrokerTV.com, or you were searching through your app doing searches for Freight Broker, and you came across us. Glad you're here. Hope you uh, subscribe, add a comment below, or if you had a comment, we'd appreciate it. It helps us... uh, Helps more people find us. Gang, bottom line. And you can find this podcast, too, on YouTube. We always post our podcast on YouTube. And I don't know. I know there's a lot of a lot of videos on YouTube. And a lot of those creators, what they do, they just rip the audio from their video And they call that a podcast. Well, not here. With FBTV, podcast is not video content. We did not rip the audio from the uh, video and turn it into a podcast. It's its own own thing, man. (laughs) All right, let's see. What do we got here? We got things we got to talk about before we get into today's topic. Today's topic, by the way, is holidays. Hey, what do we do? It's December. What's going to be happening this month? What should we be doing this month? That's what we're going to be talking about. This is also going to be the topic of the video uh, as well. Uh, When we post the video on YouTube later, I'm not talking about the podcast video. If you go to our YouTube channel, you'll you'll see that we got a uh, uh, playlist. And one of the playlists is podcast. And that's where you're going to find this on YouTube. But we also do a video, also you know, where you can see me talking and understand why I've got a face for podcasting. <laughs> All right, coffee. It's early here. Well, it's not that early. It's almost nine o'clock where I'm at. I'm in Arkansas now. FreightBrokerTV.com. Hey, it's Christmas. It's the holiday season. Get your FBTV coffee mug. It's going to be great for you. Just imagine waking up Christmas morning with that hot coffee, tea, hot chocolate in your favorite FBTV coffee mug. Hey, this baby's 11 ounces. Your choice. Two choices to choose from. We got the regular and unleaded. No, we got a black one. And if you go to the, if you visit our, uh, one of the videos on the website, well, you could go to our website, but if you'll, you'll see me talking about it in a video as well. We have a black one and a white one. And it's ambidextrous. No matter if you're left-handed or right-handed, it will work for you. Yes, there are left-handed mugs and there are right-handed mugs. I'll be the first one to say that. I'm left-handed. There, You know, if you're left-handed, now this is getting totally off topic, but if you are left-handed, you realize, you, you pay attention to this stuff. How everything, you know, is created for a left-hander. Let's let's talk about spiral notebooks. That that spiral ring is always on the left-hand side. Okay, going through school as a left-hander, you either learned how to write because your left hand is always on top of that spiral notebook. That's why you see a lot of left-handers. They do that. I don't know, kind of a upside-down, backwards 
question mark type thing when they're writing. You know, they got their wrist all turned upside down and things like that. That's why. Because, it, you know, you, you try to find a way not to write with your hand resting on that wire binder coil that's in a spiral notebook. And something else you'll find with a left-hander, too, and this is another reason a lot of them write kind of upside-down, backwards question mark type thing, is that as a left-hander writes with ink, if they hold their hand normal like a right-hander would when they're writing, they will smear whatever they're writing because that ink's wet, and as your hand goes across it, it'll smear. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. So that's why I laugh a lot about the ambidextrous coffee mug. Because some coffee mugs just have a uh, the logo on one side. And I don't know what this is. OCC8, I don't know. I always like to have my logo facing forward on a coffee mug. Don't have to worry about that with the uh, FBTV coffee mug. Hey, you got on in front, you got on in the back, so no matter which hand you're drinking your coffee, hot chocolate, hot tea, whatever it might be. The FBTV logo will always be in front. <laughs> okay, enough about that. Okay, it's the holidays. What are we going to do? What, what do you need to be doing? Okay, if you're out there, you're new to brokering, you're making prospect calls, you're finding, you're actually this time of year, it's probably started happening a week or so two ago, but you're starting to find People are telling you, no, we're not doing anything till after the first of the year. Okay, we're coming to the end of a lot of fiscal years. Uh, you know, people are trying to get rid of their uh, 2019 inventory, making room for the two, you know, 2020 inventory coming up. Uh, you know, they, they, they've got enough trucks working with that company now, so they don't really need to add any new brokers or anything like that to their operation simply because they know they've they've got enough trucks for their freight currently okay so you know they're 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 i won't say they're getting lazy but it's you know yeah you get around the holiday season people start getting a little bit lazier because they start looking at that holiday okay when i yeah we're at the first week of december but think about it we're gonna you know we're Okay, it's December 3rd when I am recording this podcast, when we're doing the podcast here. In three weeks, one, two, three, it's going to be Christmas Eve. So people are getting in that mood. You know, Thanksgiving really threw everything off because we had a late Thanksgiving this year. You know, we really did. Uh, I mean, I feel like we should be in the last week of November not the first week of December right now. It's it's it's, it's kind of like that time change. You, you know what I mean? It just gets wacky. But uh, so you're you're going to find this a lot more this year, I believe. You know, people are already in that holiday mood. They're you know they're it just it's just going to be you know not time for the first year. No, 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 no. So what do we do now? Okay. What you need to be doing now, my my opinion, yeah, keep making your sales calls. Okay, keep making the calls. Even if you get a no, get that person's name. Now, now you got to pay attention. A lot of this is common sense stuff. You got to hear. Okay, if you're married, you got a wife, you got a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, husband, 
okay, if you're talking to them on the phone, you kind of can recognize just by the way uh, they're talking, their voice, their response. Okay, you, you can kind of tell if they're receptive, good mood, bad mood, whatever. You, you know, if you're talking, you know, to your to your wife or husband or boyfriend, girlfriend, you kind of, you can sense their mood just from hearing their voice over the phone. Okay, you got you to gotta take that and pull it into your prospect call seriously. When you're making a prospect call, yeah, make the call. You, you hear something in their voice that, okay, they're just not blowing you off. They just aren't going to be doing anything until after the first of the year, and they're serious about it. Send them a Christmas card. If you got a business card, put your business card in it. You know, put a note on them there. You know, hey, great talking to you. You know, hope you have a Merry Christmas. Look forward to working with you after the first of the year. Okay. What that does is kind of reinforcing. Okay, you don't want to call. If they tell you no now, uh, you don't want to call them back, obviously, until after the first of the year. You, but you can keep keep your name or your brokerage in their mind. You can kind of remind them. Now, next month, okay, after the first of the year, when you call them back, you know, hey, Bob, this Mike at FBTV, uh hope you got my Christmas card I sent you. See what I mean? It's kind of an opening. You know, hey, I talked to you last month. Great. Hope you had a Merry Christmas, blah, blah, blah. I'd like to see how I can start working with you as one of your brokers. So what you're doing this month is setting up next month. Okay. Now, if you're making the calls and you're actually getting customers and such, you know, you, well, let me put it this way. If you make enough calls, you're going to get a customer. Even, even when <laughs> things are slowed down, like in the holiday period. So still make the calls. Now, as far as your current customers, yeah, you need to be sending them something. You know, you need to send them a, cust uh, a Christmas card anyway. Okay. Uh, maybe this year it's a little bit too late, but, it, you know, what I used to do when I was brokering full-time is simply if I had, you know, well, I, I, I categorized my customers, my a customers, my P1s, you know, primary customers, P2s, P3s, whatever you want to call it, however you want to work it. But my P1s, they always got some type of a tangible gift from me on Christmas. Now, P2s and P3s, those are primary twos, primary threes, but primary ones, those are my money customers, primary twos sometimes, but, you know, not, not like my P1s. P3s, yeah, we talk. I may move a load with them once every blue moon or whatever. So they're going to get a Christmas card. P2s, you know, if I want to spend a little bit more money, I might get them a calendar. Okay, everybody does calendars. I'm, I'm not saying that, that that was back then. But a P1, I want to get them something that's going to be on their desk. They're going to know it's a little bit different. You know, it's not a calendar. It's not, you know, something I didn't put a lot of thought. You know, that kind of thing. You know, I put some thought into it. But you can buy the stuff bulk if you get in there early enough. And really, you, you may only need 10 of them as far as that goes. You know, it's not going to be like you got to go out here and buy a 1,000 or something. You know, I hope you do. If, you, if you're buying a 1,000 or something for a Christmas gift, you've, you're doing something right. <laughs> you're doing what everybody wants to be doing. But realistically, you're probably talking about half a dozen, maybe 10 uh, items. Now, one of the things I came across 
back uh, well when I was brokering full time, I found a a small two drawer filing cabinet that would uh, sit on somebody's desk. It was plastic. It was a business card file. That's all it was, a business card file. It was about the size of a napkin box. Not the long, narrow, but the rectangular, but, you know, the kind of a square one. Sat, you know, sits on the desk and stuff kind of out of the way. I, I put my business card on it, okay, or well, I have it... Uh, uh, where, where where it looks really professionally done, you know, where it's on it. But I sent that to people. And people remembered that. And that put my name in front of them all the time. You know, another thing used to be the mouse pads, things like that. Now, my, my calendars I used to send out, what I do is I would send calendars uh, that, that you get in truck stops. I had some of those printed up. And I'd send those to my customers. Everyone sends a wall calendar, okay, or they used to. I wouldn't recommend it now, but what I'm talking about thinking out of the box a little bit here is I used to send my customers uh, a calendar like you would find in a truck stop. Uh, truck stop's calendar has a little display on top, and it's got stick so you stick it on your dash. You know, it comes in handy for a driver. At least it did in my day uh, when, you know, you had to keep a logbook, you know, look up there, see what day it was and things like that. So it kind of, you know, it worked because they'd stick it on something, <laughs> you know, be it, be it on their computer, be it, you know, somewhere on their desk, uh, their, 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 the base of their monitor, whatever, where it's right there all the time. You know, the thing is, my name's in front of them. I, I'm wanting my brand recognition. That's what you're doing here. You're, you're branding yourself. Get the idea? All right. Okay, but, but you know, get out there, do something, keep making your calls, don't get discouraged, okay? Again, I've, you know, I, I tell my clients this all the time in, in their training sessions, and if you're wondering what I'm talking about training sessions, I'm a uh, full-time consultant. I'm the lead consultant uh, for Tautoa, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. You can find our website there. Uh, but I tell my clients this all the time in training. Uh, you know, the uh, usually you're going to find that the best salesperson, the number one salesperson in any sales organization gets the most no's. Okay, think about that. So get no's. No's shouldn't be a bad thing for you. Those should be a good thing because you're getting that much closer to a yes. And I know there are people on the, I've seen them on the internet, you know, that this is, that's, that's, uh, you know, that's a load of uh, wagon full, but it, it isn't really. You got to make the calls. If you don't make the call, you're not going to get to the yes, and you're going to have to get through X amount of no's to get to that yes. You know, bottom line, you're going to have to. Well, I should say you're going to have to make X amount of calls to be able to get get to that uh, yes. But until you make the calls, you're never getting there, and you got to keep on making the calls. But again, let let me uh, repeat: number one salesperson in pretty much every sales organization is the person that gets the most no's. So you want to be the number one salesperson? You do the math. Okay. Okay, if you got questions, comments you want to make, you can do that uh, on our website. You can go to our website, uh, FreightBrokerTV.com, and pretty much on every page of our website where there's a, a video, 
a podcast, whatever it might be, right below, there is going to be a forum. Uh, you can ask your question using that forum, submit it. Uh, if you're on YouTube, okay, if you're on YouTube, uh, right below the video, the podcast video, you can leave a comment. We go over those, and uh, we will answer, be happy to answer your questions. Now, if none of those options appeal to you, you can email us. Our email is fbtv, fbtv, okay, at freightbrokertv.com. Let me repeat that, fbtv, at freightbrokertv.com, okay. Now, uh, another thing, too, if you are checking us out on YouTube, please subscribe. Okay, we're trying to get, uh, our first thing we're trying to do is get up to 100 subscribers. We're, we're getting there. Uh no, not as fast. We really want to get to a thousand, but you know, let's take one bite at a time here. But when we get to a hundred subscribers, we're going to start having contests. We're going to be uh, uh, not sure how we're going to do it yet, but we know we're going to be doing contests. We're going to have prizes valued as you know from fifteen dollars all the way up to almost seven hundred dollars, and maybe then some. But you got to be a subscriber, you know, to be able to participate. So subscribe. Click that subscribe button. Uh, on our YouTube channel, and we'd you know we'd love you to subscribe to to our uh, podcast on whatever app you're using. If you're not using an app, you know your favorite uh, app, podcast app that you can find, you know, going to your uh, app store uh, or not even app store. You got podcast. If you got iPhone, that's where I got iPhone. You know, you get your podcast. But anyway. Uh, yeah, your favorite app, you know, uh, be it iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn. Yeah, uh, give us a rating. You know, we appreciate it. It, it just makes everything, uh, and you can comment too, but uh, it, it just makes it easier for other people to find us. Okay, here's something. Let's get off topic here for a minute, okay? Or let's talk about what's going on in California. seems like every podcast we got something to say about something going on in California. Well, uh, last week, first of last week, right before Thanksgiving, a report was released from Vice. I'm not quite sure what they are. But anyway, the California Department of Motor Vehicles, <laughs> they have been accused of selling driver data, talking about CDL driver data, for tens of millions of dollars. You know, that's one thing. If you're getting your driver's license, and I don't care if you're a CDL driver, I don't care if you're a Class D, whatever, your driver's license, your information at the DMV, if anything should be sacred, that should be it. You shouldn't, they should not be able to do anything with your info except record it. So when, you know, it, it, that's it. They can't sell that stuff. They shouldn't be allowed to sell that stuff. And in California, they've been doing it. California, they're going to pretty much do anything they want to because they need so much money. But now I'm in Arkansas, and, and I thought, you know, at the beginning of this, I was reading the uh, article. I was going, man, California do anything. I mean, they have, what is wrong with them? But uh, going through this article, it was talking about California DMV has routinely sold driver data like uh, names, addresses, vehicle registration information to commercial groups who requested it. Now, this has been going on for quite some time. 
Uh, it says the dollar amount paid by commercial groups increased, increased from $41.5 million uh, for the years 2013 to 2014 to $52.6 million in 2017 through 18. Holy smoke. That's 10 million bucks. Just you know, more. Now, here's the deal. Here's, you know, I was sitting here just going over this and went, man, I, you know, I just can't believe California's doing this. But, you know, again, you, you know, California's going to do what they want to. But uh, the uh, commercial groups requesting driver information is believed to include insurance companies, vehicle manufacturers, and prospective employers or trucking companies. Get the idea? I mean, uh, what kind of prospective employer would want the CDL data from the DMV? That would be a trucking company. Then the bells started going off. Because I've often wondered, how do these trucking companies know I have a CDL? Because I come home and I find stuff in my, you know, these junk mail in my mailbox from these trucking companies from all over the country. You know, all the time. Hey, come drive for us. Come drive for us. Even when I wasn't driving anymore, uh, I still got them. Okay, still got, still get them, still got them. And I was, how did they know? How did they know? Well, obviously, I'm in Arkansas, and obviously, I, I, it's pretty obvious now that the state of Arkansas is doing the same thing. And I would imagine probably every other state across the country is doing the same thing as well. So if you're getting that kind of information, well, not kind of information, what I'm talking about, you're getting that kind of junk mail, you've been wondering, well, how do they know? How do they know? Well, that's that's probably it. You know, the insurance companies, that cracks me up a little bit because we had a client at Taltoa a few years back, and the client actually owned an insurance company. And what they were doing, they were starting their own brokerage. And the thing was, from their insurance company, I don't know if this is legal or not, probably is, I don't see why it wouldn't be. I mean, it's the same as selling. It can't be... State of California is doing it. It's obviously not illegal, <laughs> you know. If you're keeping up my train of thought here, but uh, this insurance company they started their own freight brokerage because their their primary customer for their insurance company were trucking companies. So they thought, well, what we will do, we will start our own freight brokerage, and we've already got a database of trucking companies over here that can haul our freight, which is good. Uh, but the thing is too. Uh, they can use their freight brokerage as a prospecting tool for their insurance company. So that as trucking companies contacted them to move loads, that was just free prospects, creative prospecting 101. And I I thought it was pretty creative uh, what they were doing. All right, what else? What else is going on? What else do I got to talk about? Oh, sign up for our newsletter if you haven't done that. You can find a sign-up form on our website, FreightBrokerTV.com. Sign up for the FBT newsletter. Keep up to date with what's going on here at FBTV. Uh, information and, and more. Ah, here's something. Okay, Class 8 truck, uh, or price and sales of used Class 8 trucks drops Almost 20%. 
this may sound like, you know, oh, wow, you know, don't freak out on this. This is this is nothing wrong here. Uh, it said the price of an average uh, used Class 8, and that's a big truck, the vehicle back in October uh, came, well, let's see, uh, fell about 20%. The average heavy-duty truck price uh, was $37,981 compared with $45,313 uh, in the same period, 2018. Okay, now, yes, the price dropped nearly, uh, or sales dropped nearly 20%. Uh, to twenty one thousand says sales dropped twenty one thousand one hundred compared to uh, twenty five thousand two hundred a year before. Okay, this is nothing to fret about. I mean, it really isn't. It, this is what should be happening. I mean, if you take all this into perspective, you, you go back a couple of years. We had a boom year. You know, you talk to anybody that's been in transportation last couple of two or three years, and they'll tell you last year we had a great year. Trucking was great last year. Okay. Trucking companies at the end of 2017, about two years ago this time, trucking companies, uh, there, there was a lot of problems. It was the best time. Well, things were getting really, really good in trucking, let's put it that way. About this time, two years ago, uh, reefer prices, uh, refrigerated loads going up to the northeast were up at over $5 a mile. Okay, I, they're back down now, but, you know, at that time, uh, we had the ELD law coming into effect that really was a mess up the economy was really uh, growing manufacturing was growing we haven't seen that kind of growth in years okay what's happening now the, the that, what i'm saying used trucks prices are going down yes they should be because we're everything's equaling out now now the reason i'm bringing this up is if you've been thinking if you've been thinking about buying a truck, now is the time. Okay? Now is the time. Now, I do not recommend anybody buy a truck if you don't know if you don't have a CDL. Bottom line. Don't buy a truck if you don't know what you're doing because that's that's how you can get in trouble. You know, you can sit here and figure everything out on paper and everything on paper is going to work just fine. I mean, it's going to how can I not make money being a truck owner? Well, I'll tell you the same thing somebody told me a long, long time ago. Uh, and I'm sure it still holds true today. If you want to be a trucking company, you want to make money. As a trucking company, you need at least 40 trucks to do it. 40, four, zero. Now, I'll tell you, I had a small fleet and, and I became an owner operator and all that. I was an owner operator. You know, just, I did it. But that never, you know, I, that always stayed with me. Why, why? No, it works out on paper. It works. 40 trucks. That makes no sense. I can make money with three trucks, five trucks, ten trucks. It's there to be made. Well, let me tell you, friends, you really got to, it's hard. Let me put it that way. After I, I, I became a small fleet owner, I, I realized, hey, it makes sense now. I get it. And the reason I get it is because 50% of your fleet is not going to be making you money 100% of the time. Think about that. 50% of the fleet is not going to be making money 100% of the time, be it there's not a driver on the truck, be it the truck's parked at a truck stop, maybe it's sitting 
uh, layover, whatever, but 50% of your fleet is not making you money 100% of the time. So it takes 40, so you got 20 trucks that's paying 100% of the bills. See what I mean? And your income. So think about that before you start buying. But with the price of trucks going down, uh, you know, don't let anybody tell you, hey, you know, the economy is going bad. Look, you know, no, 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 no. No, I, I believe that to be just an adjustment. It's normal. We had a boom year. We had a boom year. Trucking companies bought a lot of trucks, new trucks. Now those trucks are being traded in. People aren't buying. Uh, but if you've got a small trucking company, or maybe you are, you've been a company driver and you're wanting to uh, maybe get your own truck, this may be the time to do it. I think you may find the, uh, pretty good prices. Uh, you'll, you'll probably find, too, that uh, financing is going to be pretty easy, too. That's one thing I always found about when I was buying a truck. Financing was always easy. You know, now I was buying used trucks. You start talking about a hundred twenty-five thousand dollar truck. I don't know about that, but I would imagine that once you proved yourself, it'd be no no harder. Okay, now let's look at this a little bit further. The average uh, truck with a sleeper retailed in October. This is used truck now. And this is more for the freight broker, not somebody wanting to buy a truck, but more for the freight broker. Okay, the average sleeper or truck with a sleeper retailed in October was six years old and had 462,000 miles on it, almost 463. Okay, so, so keep that in mind. Now, 462,000, okay, now if you're th- <laughs> Uh, you know, six years old, 462000 Now, the reason I'm saying this is for a broker, this is going to be for somebody that's thinking about buying a truck, too. But let me start out with a broker. When you're dealing with a smaller trucking company, this is the type of equipment you're dealing with. Six-year-old truck, half a million miles. Okay. Depending on how that truck was maintained, that's going to be your concern. Okay. So you can go to the FMCSA website, uh, search that trucking company's MC number, uh, go to the CSA page, check out their maintenance violations, and see just how that trucking company's handling that. Now, let's say you're wanting to buy a truck. I, you know, if it's a fleet truck, and most of these are going to be fleet, you know, pr- uh, own trucks. <laughs> it's been my experience from, you know, working at different trucking companies in the past. That if they know they're trading that truck off within the next 12 months, the maintenance really goes to nothing. I mean, instead of, you know, change that oil, you know, every six or 7,000 miles, they may change it every 10 to 12,000 miles. See what I mean? They, they just don't, they're trying to keep from putting any more money in that truck than they got to. Does that affect anything on the truck? It could. It could. You never know. You should always be able to get the maintenance records on a truck. A trucking company, it's a fleet-owned truck. They should have really good maintenance records, you know, where you can, you know, get those, look over them, and see what's what. All right. Now, what are we going to do? Okay. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll end up here today. Uh, we go a little bit longer, but I'm, holiday week, man, it, it gets you behind. <laughs> you know, we had a short week last week. Uh, got videos and everything else to do. Got clients coming up. But uh, Schneider, Schneider, we're going to be talking about Schneider today. 
And one of my favorite subjects, if you've listened or watched any of the podcast or uh, videos, truckstop.com. Yep. Schneider launched an automated tool that enables third-party carriers to instantly book loads with the click of a button. <laughs> right, the Schneider brokerage division. The load booking automation delivers a more efficient experience for Schneider's third-party carriers by providing real-time rates and reduce reducing the time spent finding and securing the right load. That's according to the company, Schneider. And, and, and this, is what, this, this is really what cracked me up, because it sounds like they're bragging about it. Negotiation-free rates further streamline the process by eliminating back-and-forth offers between the carrier and brokers. <laughs> Why anyone would use this is beyond me. They're bragging about, we're not going to negotiate with you. This is the rate. This is it. And they say Schneider provides the best rate immediately. The best rate. We're giving you the best rate. C.H. Robinson does too. <laughs> if you talk to C.H. Robinson. Now, if you have... Uh, if you have experience in the transportation industry, when I said that, you probably chuckled a little bit. This, you know, same thing here. You talk to any broker, right? This is best for how many times if you're a trucking company, a driver, uh, your own truck have your own authority. Have you called a broker? And they tell you, man, that's that's my best rate. Okay, Schneider is is bragging about it. Okay, and you know what's sad? There's going to be trucking companies out there that's going to say, hey, use that Schneider board. They're giving me the best rate possible. What's their net? What's the net on every load? 10%? 20%? 25%? You know, that that's that's what you got to look at. You know, it's best. It just makes it anyway. Okay, now, why why am I talking about truck stop? Hopefully, you can see why this is probably not a good idea for most trucking companies. You need the ability. You really need the ability to negotiate. Negotiate. If you're a trucking company... And you don't know how to negotiate. Or you don't understand that negotiation is where it's at. Okay. that That's, you know, I, well, put it for sale side on the truck now. Okay. You need to be able to negotiate. And, you know, that, that just kills me. Schneider provides the best rate immediately. Okay, they may, but... I still would like the opportunity. If I'm a, if I if I have a trucking company, if I'm an owner operator, I want to be able to negotiate. I do not want to look at a load. Okay, I'll take it for that. No, that's not going to happen. Okay, even as you know, it's just ridiculous. Anyway, qualified carriers can access the feature on Load My Truck Schneider's free online load board within SchneiderCarriers.com. Okay, they get a free plug there. I don't care about that. If, if you're going to this load board and you're going to use this feature, uh, more power to you. Schneider recently announced expanding its automated load booking functionality on truckstop.com. There's, there's where truckstop.com comes in. Remember not too long ago I was talking about how truckstop.com 
raised their rates from like $35 a month to $99 a month overnight. And, you know, if you've been using truckstop.com and you're a broker and you're going, hey, they haven't done that to me yet, it's coming. Trust me, because I actually called truckstop.com and asked them, okay, what happened? Why why the sudden increase like this? And the reason I did, because I had clients calling me, what's going on? You know, I went to purchase truckstop and they're $99 a month, not $35. What's going on? I don't know. They feel like their load board's worth it. Uh, truckstop.com. I believe they their history started out back in the 90s, somewhere in the mid-90s maybe, something like that. And uh, they were $25 a month. And they were $25 a month forever, man. I mean, forever. And uh, then when they did go up, and it's been many, many years ago, they went up to $35 a month. Okay, I could see that. Hey, I get it. But going from 35 to 99 that really blew me away. I think this could be the answer to my question why did you go up that high? Because they're trying to, could it be they're trying to funnel all the freight to Schneider? To get the trucking companies using this uh, negotiating free uh, rates load board? Something to think about, you know. I don't know if it's true or not, but when I saw that truckstop.com and then, you know, well, Hey, man, if it looks like, smells like, probably tastes like, right? All right. Uh, FreightBrokerTV.com, that's our website. Uh, any other thing i got to talk about? Oh, yeah, okay, On a, we're on Twitter now. Okay, follow us on Twitter. You'll find a link on our website uh, to Twitter. Uh, on Twitter, uh, you'll find us with the at FreightTV. Use the link on our website, FreightBrokerTV.com. All right, that's going to wrap it up for today. I hope you enjoyed the show. hope you check out our YouTube channel. hope you visit our website. hope you subscribe and all of that. And I, I hope you have a great day. Unless, of course, you've made other plans. And if you have, come on, man. <laughs>